practicing being myself. And it's so weird to say that, but I really did have to practice being myself. Like who was I bringing into the room that they were going to want to cast? And I think at the end of the day, I, I hope I'm pleasant and I hope I'm nice. And I hope that's what they see first versus all this other stuff. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of an Actress podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. Oh, you guys, there is a moment in life when you have a full circle moment be tangible, and this is it. This episode that I have today with my friend, Frankie A. Rodriguez, who is an incredible actor in person. I was his teacher, you guys. I was his teacher at AMDA College and Conservatory for the Arts a few years ago, and I always, you know... Loved having him in class. He's such a positive energy, and he was always on time. He did his work. And to to see him now be successful is just incredible. So he is in Disney Plus's High School Musical, the musical, the series, which I was already celebrating because my friend Tim Fetterly is the creator of it and a director and, and is just has turned into this insanely amazing writer and creator of, you know, I'm, I'm always celebrating Tim Fetterly, but to now see my former student, Frankie A. Rodriguez, be Carlos Rodriguez, this incredible character, this first openly gay character in the High School Musical series, and just all of the success that goes along with it is really awesome. And it's a part of the industry that I love so much is the ability to have any experience that you've had or, or teach a masterclass or, um, just, you know, have a conversation with somebody and have it come back to you full circle in a way that you can, you know, uh, tangibly see or hear is just, it's really awesome. It's really a part of giving that I love so much is then receiving back the feedback that what you said or what you did has impacted somebody's life. So anyway, that's my part of it. That's my confession is that I, I literally have been so giddy and you'll, you'll hear it immediately in this episode, um, how giddy I am to talk to Frankie and to celebrate him. So I hope you guys are too. I hope this is a positive part of your day. I hope that you can celebrate, um, good in the world as much as I am in this episode and, and take this as a good part of your day. Okay. So without further ado, here's my friend, Frankie A. Rodriguez. One of the stars of High School Musical, the musical, this series. I'm just so goofy, like, to talk to you. I'm just such a goofball right now. Because not only are you, like, like this new series that you're working on, but it's Tim Fetterly, who is my... Just, I mean, I just hold him so close to my heart, <laughs> having done so much with him a thousand years ago when he was a dancer, um, which he still is a dancer. But, you know, it's just like yeah, I, yeah. seeing the news that, that that show was going for Tim alone. I was like, I'm always just like super celebrating him and jumping up and down. <laughs> but then to see you, I was oh like, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> I was like, it's it's just one of those jobs where you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> no, you. It, this is like what you train for. I mean, and and for you to be my former student is just so like I'm just a goofball. I'm such a. I, this is what I wait for. Oh my as gosh. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so anyway, excited. so welcome to my podcast. I'm so Thanks. excited. I'm so so happy that you you know had time to to come on here. I mean, we all have time now. I know, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah. So, so welcome. And how are you? 
I'm First so of all, good. I'm good. I'm just um, just at home. I mean, it's been I think it's like day almost day 60 for me. So, um, yeah, I'm not even keeping track. Like that's better than me. I'm not even like, I can't keep track of like numbers or I'll just get stressed out. (laughs) I know it is a little like daunting to think like how much longer, but, um, I'm trying to like stay positive and not think about it and just get as much as I can done with the time frame. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I'm sure because you're in the middle of production or you were in the middle of production, like it's at first it was probably like a welcome I don't know, like break <laughs> sometimes when you're, when your pace is so fast and you're doing, you know, so much, sometimes you're like, Oh, but it, it obviously was not the break any of us wanted, but no, after no. a while it's like, um, things are, you know, <laughs> y- you go from like relaxation to anxiety to what's happening, all of that. Yeah. Within one hour. <laughs> oh my God. Of course. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's terrible. It, it kind of sucks too because we had just started production. We were just like two weeks into it. Yeah, and then for everything just to come to a halt, it was kind of like, oh man, we were like just getting started. So take me through that because I've I've talked to a bunch of people who it's happened to them, you know, when they're doing a stage production, but not really when you know, you know, you've just launched into season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> Yeah. which you're on, on Disney plus. And I, I, you know, it's, it's such an exciting, you guys, you know, have had so much, uh, so much acclaim and it's been such a great, uh, series. And like I said, launching into season two, and then this whole thing hit. So take me through that, like news, how all that went down. Yeah. It happened so quickly. Um, I think I had just been made aware that, you know, everything was happening and, I was watching the news kind of closely and my whole thought process was like, as long as Disneyland is still open, I think we're fine. (laughs) And then um, on Twitter, I saw that Disneyland was closing for a minimum of two weeks. And I was like, there's just no way they're going to keep production open. Yeah. Um, And then that, and it was actually kind of weird on a Thursday, I, we had been talking about it and I remember just like hanging up my costumes for that day and thinking like, I think this is the last time I'm going to see these clothes for a minute, but I'm not too sure. And literally the next day we found out that, uh, we were going dark for a bit. So, okay. And did it, you guys are in, in, um, you're not in Los Angeles, you're in production in Salt Lake city, Salt Lake city. Right. Exactly. Which is also like another weird thing because everyone seemed to be fairly calm here yeah um, I was seeing all this stuff going on in Los Angeles that there were like lines outside of grocery stores and all of this stuff and I was just like I, I, there's just two different worlds happening but I was like it's just so bizarre so has anybody on your production had any um outbreak or has there been any fear in that regard like anything around you because I know it is different being in a smaller city but, you know, seeing like New York and LA and, and all these other places, but I'm not aware of anyone feeling symptoms or anything like that. I think we just got closed down because of a precaution. And I think we were trying, they were trying to beat the, um, beat the curve. So yeah, of course. um, Yeah. So not, not that I know of, but, and no one I know directly has, has had it. So I don't know. That's, <laughs> don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, you and I are in the same boat. Cause I, you know, nobody I directly know has it. So it, it feels, I mean, but I kind of wake up every day, like in this place of like gratitude, but also like, 
not, not waiting to know somebody who has it, but just also kind of, you know, a, a little anxious about that. Yeah, like, I just want it sure. to go back to normal. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's a little like scary to think like, it's even when all of this is over, nothing is ever going to be as like normal as we know it. So I know it's going to be interesting to go back into like a changed world. It's so weird. I know. Have you guys had any updates in terms of your production? Like your like ideas of like how you could go back and what you could do? Um, nothing directly from our production, but I have been reading a lot of uh, stuff in like the Hollywood reporter and just, um, how they're trying to take precautions when going back into production. Cause I just think like the amount of people that touch you in one day when you're on a set is insane. So I know, I know. And so, yeah. And, and I was, you know, I've been talking to obviously people in the industry and talking about like, we're the last phase kind of in terms of like being phased out or phased in back into society or whatever. Like it's, it's, you know, live theater is very different, but people also don't understand maybe that on a set, you have so many people around you. It's not like, you know, the camera's over there. And I mean, you're, you're doing scenes with people you're doing, I mean, there's wardrobe and makeup and hair and I mean, crew. And it's, it's, it's daunting to try to think of how that can be adjusted or I don't know. Like I, I, I just maybe thought that, um, that your production was maybe giving you updates and being that this is such a new environment, I don't know, maybe that was happening with you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I think for like for the most part, we are on Los Angeles time because we are, of course, the Disney branch. I think when Disney finally opens back up all their productions, then we'll go back up. Yeah. So I know it's not so much of a threat here in Utah, but in L.A., I know everyone's, you know, kind of panicking. But no, I don't know. I I have no idea. <laughs> so are you sooner than later? Are you guys, are you quarantined with the cast? Are you guys kind of like, I mean, obviously you're not all living in the same place, but like, are you doing social distancing? Are you like, what, what's the vibe out there? So we got shut down on Friday, the 13th of all days. Oh God. Um, the next, like I, I had been talking to, and you you know, my roommate, Rebecca, she um, was like, yeah, I'm fully stocked. We have everything um, back at our place. And she was like, you know, I'm just gonna just stay inside and I was like, I'm not equipped or prepared to do this by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I headed back to LA for about six weeks. And then I ended up coming back to Utah just to figure out what to do with um, my lease agreement here. And just, I, have, I mean, I had so much stuff here. So, oh um, yeah, of course you're like in limbo. Yeah. So I, um, I, I did the first part in LA and I think I'm just going to wait it out here in Utah, but definitely social distancing. Um, I haven't really seen anyone I've gone to the grocery store and that's pretty much it (laughs) and I know and like how see because this is this is another part of it um how how are you like body mind and spirit wellness mentally physically like how are you maintaining yourself if you will with all of this am okay ish like I I kind of made the joke early on that you know, this is kind of normal for actors just to be out of work for a long yes. period of time. I've been saying that since the beginning. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's not like we're not used to having the rug pulled out from underneath us yeah. in some regard, right? Yeah. So I think everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so bored. What do I do? And I, to be honest, I have not been bored the entire time. I've Me always, neither. Yeah. I always Honey. have something to do. <laughs> um, so, but you know, I think now being here in a bigger space, um, here in Utah, uh, with like a bigger apartment and more room to move around, I'm a little more 
balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, but back in LA, I, I found it's, I don't know. It's just also a different vibe in LA. Like everyone just seems a little somber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think I definitely kind of took that on a bit where I would have like a really good day and then a really bad day. But, um, I don't know. I, th I think, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I feel okay. Yeah. I mean, you sound, you sound great. I just know that like, like it, for me, it's like kind of day by day. Like I kind of just go like, okay, maybe today I'm having like a little quarantine stress or anxiety or any of that stuff, but kind of just letting it roll. But also what, what I, when I've talked to a few people in the business, like if you're in the middle of a successful show or TV show, stage show, um, you know, starting out in this business and you're like, like the, the wave that has been going, cause you know, like I, yeah. I you know, as, as your teacher, I'm like, ride the wave, you guys, this is going to happen <laughs> yes. in the business. And then the wave has been stopped and you're in that sort of, you know, euphoric place still, but that's, that's kind of the other like mental game that those of us who are artists in the business have to kind of play with a little bit. Like yeah. your job is not gone. The series is still happening. It's still a success, but it's like when, when, and if, and all these ifs that are coming into your head, is that, are you finding yeah. that's an issue? Um, a little bit, you know, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm one of the luckier ones because, you know, we are a successful show and we are definitely going back to work. It's just a matter of when yeah. we get the okay to, but I just know like so many people that were cast in pilots or, you know, or movies that are just scrapped. Yeah. So I, I, I am, I feel so fortunate to be in the position that I am and, you know, Disney is definitely taking care of us and checking in. So, um, I, I feel, you know, optimistic about the future, but it, it is still very daunting because I'm like, well, how long is this break? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, and it is important to stay positive and all of that. And, and if you are somebody who is just, you know, an actor starting in the business, like, like what advice would you give? I mean, everybody's doing content online stuff, but like, I don't know what, uh, um, for me, I think I'm just trying to, I keep a, I have a binder of all these ideas that I have of whether it's for, specifically for me or things I want to work on with other people or yeah. just for specifically other people where I'm like, you would be great doing this. Um, I have like my binder and I keep a list of everything I want to do. And before I would say like, if I ever had time off, I would reference the binder and be like, okay, you can do this and this right now. And yeah. I feel like doing it. I feel like inspired to do it. I'll do it. Um, but I've just kind of been adding to that binder right now because there is so much stuff I want to do, but my resources are kind of limited because we are, <laughs> you know, contained. But, um, I, that's kind of the way I'm keeping creative is just thinking about all the things I want to do and really being able to like sit down and have production meetings with myself to say like, okay, these are the actual steps to get you to what you want. And it's so smart. It's a really, really smart thing to do. Cause you, you know, I also, I, I also say like, don't, don't try to do so much. I feel like as artists, when we have all this time off and this is again, like what we, like what you said, it's not a normal thing sometimes for things, <laughs> for things to go away or things to yeah. happen, but you, you tend to scramble and try to, um, do a lot creatively or take, you know, yeah. and, and that can also be stressful as well. So I find like, 
for me, I find balance is good. And like you said, I have not been bored at all. Like I have plenty to do virtually (laughs) or by myself. Yeah. But you Um, know, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it is a good idea to be creative, but also to be chill as well. Oh, 100%. The amount of television I am like just so okay watching is <laughs> is insane. So I'm catching up on a lot of stuff I've missed. Um, and I think that's kind of how also I'm staying sane because I love television. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so take me, take me back a little bit because we mentioned that I was your teacher, but yes. people who are listening are like, what? So, um, yeah. So take me back to like, when, when we met, I was obviously your teacher, but like, you know, yeah. when you were back in, in, um, in the lovely, the lovely AMDA that we both are alumni for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Meredith, I have to tell you a lot of the stuff I still do today, like to prep as an actor is most of the stuff I learned from your class. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. Um, That's so, I, thank you. <laughs> um, I was, I remember I like just after our first meeting and just knowing that you had done like film, TV, and Broadway, I was like, you might just want to pay attention to the things that she says. <laughs> she's on to something clearly. So um, one thing I always remember uh, that you said, you were like, um, we have so little control in this business. So mm-hmm. why not really hone in on what we do have control over, like being on time and having a nice headshot and nice resume and make sure it's stapled correctly. I just still tell people that. I'm like, don't put your staples there. Put it in the bar around the photo. Oh, you're so cute. Although I don't even know if people need actual physical pictures anymore. I'm like dating myself. In years. But no, but that's good. I mean, it's, it's nice to know that that kind of stuff stuck with you. Cause you're right. You don't, there are, there are a lot of things you cannot control in this business. When a pandemic happens to happen, you can't control that, but you have your little bind, you know, you have a binder of things. That's something you can control. That's really yeah. smart to do. And, and I love that. Thanks. Yeah. I, I try. It's, it's my way of feeling creative and, um, cause I'm not really someone who can like paint something or do stuff like that, but I, I love the producing side of things. I love to add ideas and to contribute to whether it's my project or someone else's. Yeah. Which is super smart, super smart. So going back to AMDA, when you, when you were at AMDA, because you did get training from me, but also from so many teachers, like, do you really feel like you applied that immediately? I know that you were auditioning a lot before you booked a high school musical, but just talk to me a little bit about that process and, and auditioning and how long it took you to get high school musical and yeah. all of it. Um, let me see. So I, I lots of questions. I know. Yeah. So I graduated in 2014 mm-hmm. and, um, like I graduated with luckily a theater agent and, um, a, a theatrical and commercial agent. So I was like ready to go right off the bat and, um, I, it was a few months after I booked my first commercial and then I booked another commercial and then another commercial. It was like the best first year you could think. Nice. I was like, this is amazing. And then the next year happened where I didn't book anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So this is the roller coaster that everyone talks about where, you know, you're going to have really good years and really bad years, but you kind of just roll with the punches. But um, another thing you always said in your class was to always have multiple streams of income. Yes. And that is something I took to heart. Oh, good. <laughs> so I, I think 
since graduating, I always tried to have a minimum of three day jobs um, just so I could always bounce back and forth if something else fell through. And it, it was great navigating auditions and stuff. Just, you know, if I have to call out because of an audition, I'm not losing out on money because, yeah. you know, I have another job. So that was a thing that was tricky going into the business is figuring out how to pay my rent and eat. But also, you know, I needed headshots and I needed um, acting classes. And oh, my God. So yes. It's like the most expensive startup business ever. I know. Um, <laughs> and you like, wonder why people you wonder why people want to do it. And I know that, like, I'm sure I said this many times to you guys, uh, to to my AMDA students. And, I, I, you know, just basically, if there's anything else you want to do, go do it because <laughs> this is crazy. It can be a super crazy business, but also super exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I never woke up and thought like, I can't do this anymore. It was just, yeah. I, and I don't, I think it was just that blind confidence of someone who like just graduated where I was like, I can do anything and everything, which is, um, which is true. And which is what you need to have. And also there is no other choice for you. Like, this is what you love and what you're passionate about and what you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. I, I found that like, I, I never try to attach myself to a specific project. And I think, I, I mean, I haven't been doing this long, but I think I've really have only mourned one audition. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I kind of just like to go forget about it and then just see what happens, I guess. But yeah, you know, I, 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 I really do love this business. So I'm, I feel like I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so I'm so okay with the ups and the downs. Um, but yeah. And, and then where did that, where did we leave off? So I'm <laughs> for a second year <laughs> and then, um, you're still so new to it too. Like that's, what's so know, cute yeah. is, is, um, is that you, you know, and, and, and I feel like having that kind of optimism is always good because you should not be attached to any you know, audition or role, but there, there will come a time when you will, you will lose a role that you were so invested in. And so thought was, you know, absolutely perfect for you. And then you just have to like, find a way to, to move on. But in the audition process of like getting out of AMDA, um, auditioning for commercials, having that really great year, the second year wasn't so great. And then you just kept plowing away. I just kept plowing away. And then the next thing that happened is I got a day job at Universal Studios um, doing a singing gig there. And that was nice. Really cool. Yeah, it was like great to sing for a living was like mind changing. And that kind of like changed the course of like I kind of got sucked into a world where it was like a lot of like gig life, but singing gig life, which is not what I anticipated or kind of wanted yeah and so I remember like having the conversation with myself because I think two years had passed where I had was making great money as a performer but it just wasn't the type of performing that I wanted to do right and I remember I said okay I'm this is I can't go into another year like this so I'm going to get a new theatrical agent and I'm going to shoot for more film and television stuff yeah. And it, um, I remember leaving my agent and this is something that I was not taught <laughs> in classes, like how to leave an agent. It's like the scariest thing in the world. That so, is a very <laughs> scary thing to do. And yes, yeah, it's like, it's almost like a breakup and it yeah. absolutely is like a breakup and it's, yeah. it, yes. And it's a, it's a very scary thing. And that should have been in the curriculum because I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a little daunting and scary because you think like, well, this person took me on for so long and mm-hmm. then I'm just like going to leave them and, and then what? And um, finding an agent is so hard. I, I did not realize how difficult it was going to be. But, yes. Um, I, I remember it was like five emails a day I would send to like anyone who would, yeah. who would open it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so I got with a new agent and manager almost like a few months later, almost at the same time. And then Meredith, listen to how crazy this is. We, it was going great. It I was like a few months in and then all of a sudden both of them like ghosted me. And I was like, what? And I kind of just thought like, oh, maybe it's just the business. It's like pilot season. It's busy. Right. They're not like responding to my emails. But I remember one night, it was like 2 a.m. And I was just like lying there and I was thinking like, what, where is my agent? And I I was like, I'm going to look him up on Facebook. So I looked him up on Facebook and it said his employer was not the agency I was signed with. So I called in the morning and I asked if he like was still worked there. And they were like, yeah, no, he doesn't work here anymore. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So then what, like, who's my agent? And they were like, um, we don't know yet. So let me, we'll just send out your stuff and we'll see if anyone bites. Oh my God. (laughs) um, I know it's just insane. And then, um, so then I ended up connecting with my current agent. She like took me in a heartbeat and I'm so thankful for her. But then about a month later, I got an email from the management company um, and it was like, as you know, this person no longer works with us, but we wish you all the best. I was like, uh, I didn't know, but thank you for telling me like months. So I like went months without representation when I thought I did. It was horrible. That's also another thing that one teaches you. Is That's that- another thing. Well, d- d- if you remember, I remember like many times being like, you guys, there's no roadmap. There's no blueprint. Like things will happen and you have to be the CEO of your own business. Like you have to be the CEO of your acting business because if you, Frank, he was not like actively asking, where is my agent? What's happening? And why am I not getting auditions? Like you might've gone even longer without knowing that they, that they weren't representing you anymore. It's insane. But honestly, I think it it was devastating to think like, how are these two different people who work in the industry at like different offices? They have no connection to each other. How do they leave at the same time? And one don't have their respect you enough to tell you yeah and or like to take you with them yeah so that was like so disheartening for me and I was just like you know what you have to remember that you know what if they never even wanted to do that in the first place and then they went off to go find something that they actually wanted to do so I was like I tried to like ration that in my head and kind of respect that closing (laughs) chapter yeah Um, or that it's not about it's not about you they made a mistake They didn't follow through. They might've just, you know, it's, you slipped through the cracks, whatever. And it's not personal. And that's one of the things I do remember telling you guys a lot. It's not personal. This business is, can be, can be awesome and super personal and super loving. And then it can be super cold, (laughs) super distant and ghosty and all these things where you're like, what? Yes. It's horrible. And like, and as I was living through that, I never even imagined all the good that would that the business does offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, living through high school musical, I'm just like, Oh my God, when it's good, it's really good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, and, and, and then, you know, then all of those thoughts come where it's like, well, how long is this going to last? How long do I have this job? Well, and, and yeah, and people start, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but 
people start uh, treating you differently. And oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like, like to talk to you about that a little bit because I know you're you're in that uh, in that realm right now. And your first the first season and when this all came out, like how did that change for you from going to being ghosted to <laughs> to having people be like, oh my god, we're best friends or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 definitely odd because when the show was announced with the cast, we actually um, got not I don't want to say like a backlash, but there were a lot of OG High School Musical fans who were very not happy that we were coming out with the series yes. without the original cast, you know. So there was a lot of that, a lot of speculation about what the show is or was, um, but. It, filming that first year was so much fun because it was almost like a secret. Like we were just here filming a show. There was no expectations for what it was going to be. And then once the show came, once the trailer came out, I think that's when people really understood what the show was. And then we started to gain a fan base from there. Um, but what was funny is everyone was asking like, Oh my God, do you feel different? Do you feel different? I was like, I feel exactly the same. <laughs> I, but what's weird is people's perception of me has changed. Yeah. Um, especially for people who don't know me at all to think like I'm now this like awesome, amazing person and they haven't even met me, which is cool. I'm not complaining, <laughs> but it is, it is odd to, yeah, it, it's a weird balance of figuring out who's friendly and who's. It's an, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a minute and I, and I only say minute because it just started for you, but like, um, entrance into what celebrity must be like. I always kind of, whenever I would have any sort of, um, interaction with, with, you know, being on all my children and having those, those soap opera fans, which are very specific fans, um, you know, uh, emailing me about certain things about the show that I don't really understand or, like, like I, I imagine with you with High School Musical, you're like, I don't know. I don't make the choices about who's cast and what this. Oh. And, and so when you get the backlash, yeah. you're like, how do I, that's a whole nother class in itself. How do I respond and what do I say? But also yeah. just the feeling of people knowing you or, or even people close to you starting to treat you differently or with more attention. And um, that just that, that, that kind of, you know, euphoric thing that can happen and the identity thing that can happen, um, that, that I, I kind of teeter on, on, on can be so awesome, but then so dangerous and that dangerous isn't the right word, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a, like, who, who did you have to turn to, to ask questions about this? Like I didn't have really like no one in my family has even considered do, going into the entertainment industry. Yeah. I was just like on a boat by myself. <laughs> um, and, but it, you know, it, it's so much fun to try to figure out, you know, who you are with this new like life that you've been handed. And honestly, I really do forget uh, just, I, especially here in Salt Lake city, we're a little more recognizable. Um, I think maybe just in LA, no one cares enough because everyone's famous. <laughs> But like, Maybe. Yeah, but like here, it, it's you get we get recognized a lot here, and I I forget. I'm just like, why are they staring? Like, hi, can I help you? And then it's like, oh yes, I'm on a TV show. I know <laughs> it's, it's very bizarre. And you have the rest of the cast too, who's going through that with you. So it's not like it's just you. Um, it's oh, everybody, goodness. which is also really really fun and really supportive and all that. Um, so talk to me how it feels about 
being the first openly gay character on a Disney. That to me, when I read that Frankie, I was like, I'm so proud of him. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm so goofy excited that that is something that, um, you, you have now pioneered with this company and channel and yeah. So how does that feel? (laughs) It's, it's so like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like printed, it's in a headline, but I'm just like, yeah, but you're like Frankie. You're like Frankie from like small town Selma, California, where like, you know, like, you, you know, it's just so bizarre. Um, but I, I, I try to carry it with grace. And um, I mean, it's just so exciting. The amount of like messages from specifically on Instagram of people who are saying, I feel seen for the first time. Yes. Or, oh my gosh, you remind me so much of my best friend. He's this, this, and this. And um, it's it's so nice to have pe- people feel connected to this character that you, you know, you portray. It's, it's very sweet. And, and, and it's been in such a loving way too. So. And that's, lo- and that, and that kind of. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I, I honestly prepped myself for the worst. I was like, you know, we don't, this has never happened before, so we don't really know what the response from the public is going to be. And so I remember going in with a little nervous on that end, um, because at the end of the day, it is my face. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it, it, you, are, you are in a position where, like you said, there, there can be some, you are in a position of inspiration and identification for some, you know, younger kids who are watching you and, you know, um, idolizing you and all of this stuff. But then there's also the flip side of all of that which any celebrity that I've ever talked to in having, um, you know, something that can be controversial at all happen to them. There's always the, the, the dark side, as they say. Yeah. And it's, it's a little scary to think like something like that could possibly happen or, you know, someone could not like you <laughs> just because of one thing. Yeah. Um, so it, that was scary, but I was so surprised at the response and it's, it's just been so great. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's, it's just crazy. And it's just starting for you. That's what's so exciting for me is that like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the, the amount of influence that you are having and, and that, you know, Disney plus is everywhere. So, so that ripple effect out yeah. into the world is going to be so huge. Yeah. And now I'm just trying to figure out the best way I can contribute, whether that's um, like partnering, partnering up with a charity or some, you know, doing like, I I don't want to say speaking events. I don't know if I want to put that up. (laughs) I don't know if anyone wants me speaking anywhere, but (laughs) you never know, honey. Next thing you know, you put it out there. Next thing you know, you're going to be doing a TED talk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But on, and to be honest, I am where I am because you know you kind of just it's just being yourself and I know that sounds so cliche but um right before after the whole like agent manager thing happened um I was like okay well if no one's gonna cast me in something I'm gonna cast myself in something and I was like I want to do the play Dog Sees God forever yes so I'm gonna self-produce it I'm gonna um, hire a director we'll cast it and then I remember watching uh sitting in on the auditions and just seeing all these people come in so prepared (laughs) I was like oh my gosh is this what people are doing in auditions but what really separated everyone 
the people that got cast from with everyone else is that they were just 100% themselves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I learned so much in that process. And I said, okay, well, what if instead of trying to be something a casting director, I think the casting director wants, what if I just brought myself to it? And so I started, I kind of did like a trial where I was like, I'm just going to do it and see how people respond. And I don't know if it was just like the right place, right time or the right characters for me were starting to come up. But I just found so much success in just going in and being myself. I was like, wow, this is crazy. (laughs) So speak to me. Yeah. Speak to me a little bit more about that because I love that. And I love, um, you know, as a teacher and as just an actress in the business, like a lot of people type everybody. And I remember a lot of times students coming up to me and talking about like, well, what type am I? What am I, you know, how can I fit myself into a mold? And especially people who, um, you know, are openly gay, like feeling like they needed to change that when they go into a room for a character that, you know, um, that maybe they don't feel like, like they're, like they're connected to or whatever. And I'm like, well, maybe that character isn't meant for you to play, go in and just, and like you said, be yourself. And I always say, there's only one of you. So go in and be the best version of you that you, that you can be playing that character or interpreting that character. Um, because before you started being yourself, were you trying to do that and fit yourself into a mold and fit yourself into a type? Um, well, I think the thing about me is I look and sound a specific way. So I was, I would never, I knew going in, I would never go in for like the potential love interest for a girl or anything like that. Yeah. It was always going to be side characters for the most part. So I, I didn't really have that much trouble with it, but what I, I mean, there's just no denying I'm like gay right from the get go. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just like, okay. So, and when I was trying things out, I was like, okay, so I bring in this personality that I have to all of these characters. So let's just see if that lands. And one of the funniest ones was for a movie. I think he was like the captain of like the, some type of sports team or something. And I was like, okay, how am I going to spin this? And I was just like, you know what? He's gay. He's, he's a gay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Attempting to ask a girl out. And I remember going, it was just, it was a big project too. And I remember thinking like you could screw this up or it could go really well. And I was like, just do what you planned. And I did what I planned. I ended up getting called back for it and going all the way to like the final callbacks for it. And I was like, so it works. There's something to this. <laughs> There's um, something to being authentic. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and it, it's, I don't, yeah. And I think just practicing being myself and it's so weird to say that, but I really did have to practice being myself. Like who was I bringing into the room that they were going to want to cast? And I think at the end of the day, I, I hope I'm pleasant and I hope I'm nice. And I hope that's what they see first versus all this other stuff. You know, you are pleasant and you are nice and you are <gasps> giving. You. Cause I don't have, I don't, I don't have dicks on this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and nobody <laughs> winning. No, I said to, I said to one of my, um, one of my other guests, I said, just don't be a dick in this industry. <laughs> Um, be a good person and be yourself, like you said, because there is something uh, to that, regardless of whether, you know, what your sexual orientation is, any of that, you know, just that, that aside, bringing yourself to a character, no one is going to be able to duplicate. So you bringing yourself, whatever that is, I think is the best approach. 
And I always got kind of pissed off when I was supposed to teach type because I get it. I understand you're supposed to kind of know, but the truth is, is for me, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be myself. However, you as a casting director, that's why we have casting directors. However, you see me or, or you in discussion with the producers and directors and all the people on the production, how you want to fit me into whatever role. Great. But I'm going to come to, to the role as the best version of myself I can. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think I was getting so caught up in like, you have to nail the first audition. You have to be so good that they're, they're going to cast you right away, but it really is a slow process. Yeah. Like, you know, casting has to get to know you. And I think that's what actually helped me is just by, you know, going in being myself didn't fit this specific character, but they remembered me for next time when there was something Yeah, that, you know, where they were just like this, you know, he's perfect. So I think that's what really, really what the secret sauce was. And there's so many stories of that where people just are like, you know what, she's not right for this character or he's not right for this character, but I really like them. And I want to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write them into the series somehow, you know, that happens all the time, believe it or not. The dream. The dream. (laughs) So speaking of the dream, take me to your audition process for High School Musical, the musical, this series. Yes, the longest name in TV history. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I love um, it. Yeah, so it was during this time um, I had the new agent. She was sending me in for literally anything and everything that I could possibly be right for. So I was auditioning so much at that time. And when High School Musical happened, I remember I was sitting on the couch and I saw the little email bubble pop up and it said audition high school musical I was like and I just like I opened it and I responded I didn't even look at anything I said I will be there (laughs) because a few years prior when it was first announced that Disney was thinking about turning it into a tv series I remember I sent the deadline article to my old agent and I said I would love to be seen for this smart and she responded and she said Frankie everybody's gonna want to be seen for this and I was like Okay, but just say you'll submit me. Like, don't be sassy. But um, yeah, so I remember responding to the audition and just going in. Just, I don't know. It's Meredith. It's just that right character. I, I just knew. I, I don't know. It, was, it seems so weird to say, like, it's mine. But so much of the No, it's not weird at all. It's not weird at all. <laughs> it, it, was, it was me. Like, you know, I think the character descriptions that he loved Beyonce and he loved iced coffee and he was the captain of the color guard team. I was like, oh, I know this kid. I was this kid. I am this kid. So just I went into it just like having the most fun you could ever have in an audition with a character. Um, And I just remember on my final audition, they called me in before it was the producer session and they called me in before everyone had gotten there and they were directing, they weren't giving me like directing notes on the actual material. They were just giving me directing, directing notes on what the day was going to look like. Okay. And I just remember thinking like, they are on my side like they actually want me to do well and I just remember thinking like this is the nicest thing they could have ever done yeah and um yeah and uh, the producers came in I did exactly what they said and um a week I think or no two weeks later they called me and told me I had gotten the role 
Wasn't that the longest two weeks of your life? It was the longest. I am like not even kidding. Cause you know how they do like, they have like 10 days to make the decision or whatever. Oh yes. I yes. was like, is it 10 business days? Are we counting holidays? Like I was just so confused and they called on the 10th day. I yes. Like, I know I've been there so many times where I'm just like, why is it taking so long? Mm-hmm. But I, you know what it's, it, there is something to be said for when you feel like it absolutely is your character and it is in alignment with you. Um, and then booking it because that, you know, it is, and I know you're new to the business, but it's rare that that actually does happen because sometimes you can have that phone call where you're like, Oh, it was so mine. It was so perfect. And then you get the phone call that it went to someone else or a celebrity or whatever. And, and the fact that it lined up and everything worked out just, I mean, I, I literally, when I saw your name, I was bouncing up and down oh with gosh, excitement <laughs> because it's just, you know, you, you want so much. I think of you guys as, you know, my former students as my kids. So, you know, oh. and, and, and I love Tim. So tell me about, tell me about Tim in the room as like auditioning you. Was he like hands-on? Was he just sitting back? Like, was he no, there? He, uh, <laughs> yes, he was there. So we, um, I like first audition was, I think was just on tape with casting and it was just so funny because a re- there were specific singing roles on the breakdown and the character I was going in for was not a singer, I don't think. Okay. And so they didn't ask me to prepare anything for the first audition. And I remember walking out and he was like, oh, wait, 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 can you, um, this was uh, the casting associate. He said, can you sing something if you have something? And, you know, of course, like never wanting to give up an opportunity. I was like, yes, what do you need? (laughs) Um, But um, yeah. And then I got to meet Tim at my, I think my second or third audition where it was more of a work session and um, he gave some input and like a little more, I got more information about what the story, what this specific character was going to be. And um, yeah, it was great. um, He's a great director. I just adore, I just adore him. I just, I, you know, it's, he's, he and I go way back and I just adore, I just adore his energy. So I, um, I I watched the trailer, of course, when, when it was announced and I watched the trailer and I love so much this line where the, I don't even know who it is. You know what I'm talking about? The guy comes in, he goes, is there somewhere you're supposed to be? And you're like Broadway. And I howled so <laughs> I was laughing. I was like watching it a bunch of times. I was like, that is brilliant. Yeah, by the way, that is the brilliant mind of Tim Federley. Um, yes. He said that apparently that had actually happened to him. He said, <laughs> makes he was, sense. Yeah. He was in high school and he had like this, I guess, rivalry with some sort of faculty there. And they were just like, where are you supposed to be? And he was like, Broadway. And then he said he had, um, I, I guess like a guidance counselor tell him was, just like try to get along for now, but just know that <laughs> when you leave here, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that, that whole line reading and that's all him. <laughs> it's all him. It's so yeah. him. But have you thought about, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about, cause I know, you know, I feel like you, you are the, the, the artist who wants to do everything, but do you want to do Broadway? Yes. I mean, leaving school, I, of course you do want to do everything, but I think I had decided I wanted to stay in Los Angeles. And of course, you know, it's a a little harder. I was still going in for a lot of stuff on Broadway. Um, I was taping a lot and then uh, going out to New York more often than I wanted to. But um, 
I, I had someone tell me, he was like, yes, you can, and you will do everything you want to do in your career. He said, but try to focus on one thing right now. What do you want? Yeah. He said, I want to be a series regular. He was like, okay, great. You want to be a series regular. He's like, let's, let's get that down. And I remember just, I said that to myself and honestly, everyone who asked what I was up to, I was like, I want to be a series regular for at least two years. <laughs> no, it's so, very smart to be specific like that. And I, and, and to have, like I said, you're a CEO of your own company. If you have no direction or know what you want, then yeah. it's hard to direct your representation um, or even just, you know, your visualization of what it is you want. And you, like, right. just like you said, I'm telling everybody, this is what I want. And then you're like, yeah. that's, that's the way to bring it to you. And I, I've, of course I still want to do Broadway. I think right now I'm, I just want to focus my time and energy on what's happening right now and just really living in this moment. But if Broadway were to ever happen, I mean, that now that is the actual like end all be all like dream of Bob dream. <laughs> You'll get there, honey. You're, you will get there big time. Oh my gosh. I hope so. Um, you have so but, much time. You have so much time. Yeah. That's also what I'm reminding myself too. And it, it, it I think for me, just based off of looks, it, it just, it's going to be so something so specific. You have so. no, this is the thing. You have no idea what's around the corner. You have no idea what people are writing. You have no idea what character is being written right now in quarantine Yes, and that will fit, that will fit you to the T just like high school musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> Cause I have to say yeah. the full day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, it's also exciting too, because now I feel like I'm at an age where everyone around me who does want to create all of these cool new things are doing it right now. Yeah. And so I'm doing, um, you know, so of course, people are like, hey, can I send you my script to do a reading? Of course, I'm saying yes, because I'm just like, I don't know what this eventually could be. So um, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you have the time, I always say ride the wave, but also like keep it percolating. You know, you know, right now, Broadway isn't open. So, you know, it'll open up again. Everything's going to open up again. And, you know, uh, the more that you can be creative with hopefully not being critical of yourself and keeping you know, one of the things that I, that I, I know about myself with success and having success is that you are in this vibe of success and it's, 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 you know, energetically you're attracting more good to you. So to stay in that place as much as you can. And like, that's the, that's the wave that you're riding in this business. Um, the, that, that is the place to be. And that is the place to keep, like you, like you said, keep doing the readings, keep, keep moving forward, keep adding to your binder, you know, um, keep that, that good feeling flowing as much as you can. Because as actors, if you are in a situation where you're not successful or you're in a dip, um, and of course you're in quarantine. So all this is happening at the same time. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to keep yourself up and keep yourself positive. So like a lot of this podcast, when I talk to everybody, I'm always trying to have people end on a positive note, some advice to those, those actors who are listening or artists who are listening or people who are listening. Um, what advice do you have for, for keeping yourself in that positive place? Just keep, oh my God, I think it's just like 
if this is something that you really, really want to do, you just have to keep going. And I, it, it, it really, it, when it's hard, it's really hard. Yeah. But when it's great, the payoff is just, it's, I mean, it's and even like something as like a guest star or a co-star. It for me was everything that I could have ever dreamed. Um, I had two lines on a recent episode of Will and Grace. Yes. And you don't understand, like my head was spinning. <laughs> I was like, how is this happening? Like it was everything I would have ever wanted it to be. Yeah. And I think it's just, be- I feel like I definitely have put the work in. Um, right before High School Musical, I was working three jobs, most weeks, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And on most days, bouncing between two jobs. And like there was just no other option for me. It was mm-hmm. just you do this to support what you want to do. And now it does feel kind of bizarre to be living in something that I had I feel like I've manifested. Yeah. Um only because I didn't expect it to happen so I guess so soon, but how it happens so quickly too. So yeah. um I remember I one thing that I would always stress out about is about money. Of course, you know, as you're a young actor, you're putting so much money into things. Yeah. And I, when I got my first test agreement for a series, I saw, <laughs> you know, everything's laid out for you. Oh, yes. And, and I said, okay, so if this is what it is from this day on. I'm never going to worry about money again, because this is where I, if it's not this show, it's going to be another show. Yeah. So just like know that it's going to be there. You just have to put the work in. And I feel like I did. <laughs> so I, I guess I guess that's my advice is just to put the work in and be okay with waiting because that's kind of all this is. And sometimes you'll wait a really long time, but then in some cases you're cast in three weeks and you have to fly out to Utah. <laughs> yeah. And your vibe, your, your, your vibe and your tribe has to be strong and positive. Mm. You have to have good people around you. 100%. That is a big, that is a big part of it as well. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're successful, sometimes people around you are not happy about it because you're so happy. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really stupid to say it like that. But like, I remember doing my first, you talked about guest stars, like doing my first guest star. And it was like, you know, a couple days of work. And I was on this high for like a month. I was so excited. And there was, you know, a couple people who were actors who were not doing so well, who God love them, were having a moment. And yeah. they were just like, oh my God, why are you so happy? Like, just and and if you're a sensitive empathetic person like most artists are you can take that in and 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 try to like lessen your light to make them feel better and all that stuff but the thing is is that you are you Frankie are in a place where you're living your dream and the more that you can shine out and be positive and have all these wonderful ideas coming and and you know ride the wave and be in the flow and all of that stuff the better that the people around you who support you and love you feel in being around you. Like I feel it. And we're just on the phone. Aww, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. I, yeah. Like people for me has like choosing the right people to bring into my life has been one of the biggest game changers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I feel like my circle is a mix of people who are working actors, but then also, you know, people who just have office jobs. And that was also a nice thing about, I did, one of my jobs was an office job. Yeah. And um, just to like sit at a desk and hear people talk about their life 
that aren't actors. Yes. <laughs> it is so refreshing. And it's, I think that's only honestly what kept me sane is just to be around these amazing people who, I, I mean, who like their dream was to like get it, get into nursing school. Yeah. It's broadening your horizons and, and not having it be 90% business, 10% life, or have everything be all about in the entertainment industry and having, having a balance about all of that, which you know, it sounds like you're doing all the right stuff. It sounds like you're in such a great place. I hope we get out of this coronavirus, COVID-19 quarantine land very fast. And you guys can go back to your production so we can see what's happening in season two. Thanks. Thank and, you. Me too. <laughs> you know, and just, and just continue to, to do what you love and, and be the great person that you are. And I know for a fact that you will find you know, so many other avenues with, with this production to give back to the community and all those things. Cause you already are, even though you might not know it and you might not know it for decades about the impact that this character of Carlos is having on so many, so many kids. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mama, <so> nice. <laughs> mama Meredith is very proud of you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's, 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 literally the I, I it's a dream I, I i don't know how else to explain it it's it's everything i could have ever wanted <laughs> it's yeah. so weird and it's going to roll into more and i and i'm i'm just i'm going to be so you know i'm so happy to witness it and to celebrate you always thank my friend you. So thank you so much for being on my podcast. Of course. Thank you for asking me. I was like so flattered when you asked because I'm like, <laughs> literally, I follow all of your steps. Like, You're so sweet. When people are asking for advice and stuff, I'm like, well, you have to do this because I was once told that this and this. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to share with me all the tips because sometimes I forget what I say, which is why <laughs> like when I was, I was dared to do this podcast about a year ago. And, you know, people are like, you have good advice. And I'm like, I do. I don't even know if anyone listens to me. And so now it's recorded and you can go back and listen yeah, to it all. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's all those steps of like being positive, celebrating another person who gets the role. Yes. Um, you taught me how to flip sides in an audition. I mean, just like the, most, That's like right. the smallest of things that I like still <laughs> take with me. Oh my God. Well, I, I feel like that was my, that is my goal in this business is to always give back. And that's what this podcast is about. And so in turn, you coming on here and you talking about your life, all of what you're doing is, is going to affect so many people. And I just, I just love that. That fuels me, makes me feel so good about what we're doing in this industry, not only entertaining, but also just, you know, giving back in, in any way that we can. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's great. So I love you, honey. Love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> support this podcast or make a donation, visit anchor.fm slash confessions of an actress and be sure to follow us on Instagram at confessions of an actress. That's the best way to support us is to share us on your social media platforms, like, share and give us a rave review on iTunes. And remember now more than ever, have vision for what you want, but be grateful for where you are every single day. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.